0: The I Am Independent podcast with Loretta and Bianca. Stories, advice and discussions to resource, encourage and support independent music artists.
1: Welcome back to a brand new series of the I Am Independent podcast. These are certainly strange times that we live in. But nevertheless, the independent artist grind is real, hustling hard uh, more than ever, I would think. Well, we're hoping that this series will continue to inspire you, resource you and encourage you, even in these difficult times, covering all sorts of topics that are relevant to you guys. We always welcome your feedback. So do get in touch on Instagram or through our website. You can find our email address. Uh, info at iamindependent.co.uk to let us know what you'd like us to cover what you'd want to hear more of or just any comments that you want to share with us so this series is all about hearing artists stories uh, learning from those who have gone before but also thinking about real life as an artist and how we apply that how we live it how we make those dreams a reality so thanks once again for joining us enjoy Hi guys, welcome once again to the I Am Independent podcast and one of our favourite things as you know because not only is it really insightful but we learn so much is when we hear about the stories of real life independent artists and hearing their journeys. An artist that we've really had our eye on, she's caught our eye and our ear uh, in 2020 which face it has been a difficult year for artists but we think she's Done incredibly well with her music and her campaign, and she's hugely talented. Her name is Marie Bashiri, and she is here um, to speak to us all about her journey. We want to learn about her background, and she's going to tell us uh, what she's done well, but also what not to do, she said. So, particularly looking forward to those those bits as well. Marie, welcome to the podcast.
2: Hi, thanks for having me. What
1: did it um, feel like, Marie, to hear me introduce you saying? you know that you've impressed us as an artist because being a manager myself and Bianca being a manager we know that sometimes the real story of what's gone into a release people don't even see you know they just see the tip of the iceberg let's put it that way and I think you can absolutely applaud yourself for what you've achieved with your single but from your perspective uh, when you hear someone say it's done really well do you think oh great or do you think oh if only they knew (laughs)
2: Yeah, um, I thought <laughs> I thought like when it comes to my artistry at this stage of um, my career, impressive is not the word that I would gravitate towards. Uh, I guess because I obviously have all these kind of, um, you know, like goals and and kind of uh, aims that I'm trying to accomplish. Like, but I recognise very much that it's very much a journey rather than it just being okay. You're ticking all those boxes. Um, I don't think you really ever arrive as an artist but at the same time I'm still like oh I'm president. I don't know about that especially because it, it feel it feels like success is obviously very relative it's very like subjective and um, I'm really I feel like definitely um, really grateful for the release um, of you know the, the latest single and just kind of looking back at how it all unfolded, like, it probably was the smoothest release that I've done um, in terms of there wasn't any kind of, like, tech errors and, you know, there wasn't any glitches on Spotify that meant that I had to, like, pull the whole thing down and re-upload it again, like, my last release. Um, And I just feel really, really grateful for the people that I worked with on this one. And I feel like, for me, it's impressive that I feel like as quite a, you know, self-governed, independent artist to be able to allow people in and for people to want to come into this process, into this journey and, you know, to collaborate. I feel like very proud of that because that is, you know, I, I don't know, I feel like I'm quite protective um, over my music and it's quite a vulnerable space for me to, to work with other people. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel very um, proud and grateful in regards to that. As opposed to kind of like the numbers and, you know, the final kind of like, oh, yeah, and this is what it landed me sort of thing. It's like for me, it's the the process and, and the, the kind of boundaries that were crossed in a good way. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I mean, for for us, this was the this release is the first time that we've come across you and discovered you. But it sounds like you've been doing music um, before then. Just tell us a little bit about your your journey of starting in, in music and bringing you up to now. Is, is music what you always wanted to do with your life as a career?
2: Yeah pretty much Um, I've been singing I'll be one of those people that's been singing all my life since I could walk but yeah I've definitely had a karaoke machine and mic in my hand since I was a toddler Um, and went through school and you know did music went through the kind of route of doing GCSE and then um a level and then went to you and then actually ended up going to college to do music performance um and then went to uni went to goldsmiths and did popular music there so i've spent yeah basically my whole kind of like formal education you know studying music um kind of firstly like alongside other subjects and then that being like the core thing that i was studying Um, and I think I was singing, but I decided that I wanted to become a musician that wrote music, um, and you know, didn't just kind of like sing along to songs. Was uh, probably when I was like sixteen or seventeen, um, and I'd already played a couple of instruments before then. Like when I was, I played the sax for a few years, I was in a jazz band in my secondary school, and was in the orchestra, and kind of didn't that didn't really support, I guess the the inclination that I wanted to, that I was having to write music um, and then create music. Um, and so, yeah, picked up the guitar when I was about 16, 17 and um, just started writing music. And then that was really when I started to take making music a lot more seriously and seeing myself as more like, okay, a musician rather than, you know, a singer that just has to somehow find songs to sing written by other people, you know? Wow. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, we, we've we spoken to such a variety of artists, like some who have kind of done the, the, the music education route and others who have, you know, like we literally just spoke to somebody whose degree was in history, <laughs> uh, which they confessed to only doing because they thought it sounded impressive at the time, which was quite <laughs> funny. Um, but in terms of what that looks like from being intentional about having a music career to the reality of when you graduated and what do i do now what was that kind of period like for you and did you have any set goals about what you wanted that to look like you know whether that was in being you know a signed artist or intentionally being independent
2: yeah um so yeah i think for me uni was definitely like a blur <laughs> um and i wouldn't i wouldn't say that i was like really fully present so i feel like i missed out a lot on actually really learning what i guess music them you could say really required For me, I was still in that kind of like utopia land of like, yeah, I get to write and sing songs, you know, in school. And then, yeah, when I leave, I'll get to do it. and People will give me money to do it. Um, And didn't really grasp, I think, the kind of like systematic approach and the way that you need to go about it once you actually leave higher education and you're out in the world. And then coincided around that time, you know, some kind of like um, big kind of like life uh, situations happened. And, and I stopped doing music for a few years. Actually, um, I just lost the the drive for it. Um, I'd released an EP, I think, probably like the first or second year of my degree, and and it had done really well. And I just and I'd done this EP just blindly, like, yeah, I've got money. That's just you know, student loan. Yeah, let's <laughs> record an EP. <laughs> Everyone else in my class seems to have done it already. So, and I did that, and you know, I. Yeah, and I think people know me, like, so that was about uh, 20, 2021, that was probably about uh, six, seven years ago now. So officially, I released, like, my first kind of record about six, seven years ago. Um, and then it took probably only up until three years ago for me to do do that again. Um, and that was when I decided that I wanted to try and actually make a like a living and do music full-time as opposed to doing the audit session there and, you know, odd BV there. um, I realized that, yeah, I I didn't know what I was doing when I started. And I I still definitely don't really know what I'm doing now. But I think the kind of like lapse between then and now is that I've experienced life a lot. um, And I've experienced a lot of the realities of the industry and how it's just not as easy as saying just because you can do something doesn't mean that you will get to do it for a living there's definitely a, a very intentional process and strategy that you really need to be able to occupy that space,
0: you know? Yeah. Interesting. So, um, cause you said you've got two, um, pre, two previous EPs? Yes.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, that were out. I mean, I'd love to uh, listen to them, um, but they're not online. Um, is, is, is that just, cause you said about technical issues Is that a technical thing or, um, how do you feel about your previous work? Because like I have work that I don't want. Like I'm trying to take some things down in it because okay. I've moved on. Yeah. And, um, uh, is it is it something? Is it anything to do with that, or is it just purely a technical thing? How do you feel about your previous work as you progress? Because I know for me, as every time I write something new, I'm I'm less interested in the old. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I definitely hear on that
2: one. the The previous EP that I released actually, um, it was actually like a demo's EP. And that's actually online. That's on my band camp. Um, and I recorded and produced that at home pretty much. And then um, recorded a few of the, um, a few of the instruments through my band members, like kind of dotted around London. But I did that. That was my first kind of for all. OK, right, I'm going to do music full time. Let's try and do this. Um, so I I'm, don't feel too much kind of like or oh, cringe about that record because... I know the labor of love that it took to make it, and I'm like, I think I did pretty well considering it was all mostly done in my living room. Um, and then the first EP, um, I took it. I took it. I don't know when I took it down, but I took it down a while ago. And I took it down because, yeah, like you were saying, Bianca, it's, you feel like that doesn't really reflect who you are as an nice artist anymore. And you're kind of listening back to it. And when I did that EP, I was completely oblivious to. It. I didn't. I didn't know what a producer did. I, self, I self-produced that air quotes <laughs> I didn't know what the whole process of actually making a record creating a record required and so even though it was really well received to me I'm like oh baby voice like I'm all nasally I you know you just hear all the imperfections like people that people do not really pick up on they're just appreciating obviously the stories and the songs and whatnot but um, i'm definitely not so like cringe about it now um and i would and I could potentially upload it again um in the maybe not so distant future
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i'd listen to it i would <laughs> i would definitely check it out um and so you've also i mean because you you've you you were you went to goldsmith's and i I know quite a few people who've been there and and I tend to think that um a lot of people who have been have done, gone edu- through the education route in that way. Are very good collaborators. They they understand the need to collaborate with other other people, musicians, other other members of the music biz. And um, what does collaboration mean to you?
2: I think it's. It sounds like I have to come up with like a de- dictionary definition, like the coalescing of creative minds. <laughs> but uh...
0: <laughs> good, good, it's good. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> but I think I mean I think you need to be on the on a similar wavelength um I think that's really important um and I think collaboration is something that I don't do as much as I'd like to um I mean I say I don't do that but I I do a lot of collaborating when it comes to like you know uh, choral groups and and singing but when it comes to like the actual you know in, like instrumental and sonic creation of of a piece, a song. I'm a. Lo- I'm quite particular, um, and I think for a lo- a quite a long period of time, I was trying to write music that and trying to communicate that to the people that you know either playing with me or you know interested in kind of like collaborating with. And it was really hard to translate that because I hadn't really fully formed that idea, um, and so I, I feel like I, because of that, I've ended up really becoming a hermit, <laughs> and spending copious amounts of time and just years really just kind of like really crafting and finding that that kind of like sound I guess the way that I express myself and so now I'm at that point where I know what that is it's been and I've been able to find people you know once that was more fully formed to really kind of like yeah get it Um, and also contribute to it and like lend to it then it's like okay I I definitely need that collaboration to continue to to create and to and to write. Like I think the years of kind of writing alone and you know trying to arrange and compose, it's like yeah, that was a good good thing for a season. Um, but I think there definitely is a, a huge importance and significance, really, in yeah collaborating with other with other creatives because to me the art is like it's it's a joint effort, you know that there is, there is no iron team. It's like when you're making music, there really isn't, unless you want to be in your bedroom making like electronic music all day, you know. Doable in that format, but I think realistically, and why wouldn't you want to make music with other humans? Like, that's the best thing.
0: But Is, that, is, is, this, is the process you've been on where you had, working with others at a certain point wasn't necessarily creating the sound that you could hear on the inside, so, um, you kind of had to help yourself. Is that is that helped? Because I hear I heard producer a few times. Is that helped you to kind of understand production and and go some way towards self producing. Um, is 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 it was it because of that why you got into that? And would you say that you kind of produce a bit yourself?
2: Yeah, I think a lot of the things that we end up doing and having to do is because out of necessity, really, <laughs> um, and. Yeah. And I think um, and I think also just not even the fact that I am, you know, writing music alone most of the time. But I think by nature, I'm an introvert. And so I naturally gravitate towards like spaces where nobody else is in them but me. (laughs) Um, And so I think that meant that I kind of had this, you know, you could say space to kind of incubate on. Okay, I want to be alone. And now that I'm alone you know and I don't actually know anyone I don't know producers I don't know xyz people let's just make this happen Mm. and um yeah and you know I did like music tech and all of that stuff in you know just throughout school so had to kind of really teach myself you know how to produce and you know how to mix as well you know um and I'm in the process of now I'm going to be doing you know learning about mastering and because I just think it's just really important like as a female as well like there's this thing in our minds that just tells us that like when you're in a male dominated like industry or arena, there's something that's so like insidious in there that says that you're not supposed to be that good at it. And if you are, you're not going to be as good as your male counterparts. And to me, it's kind of like, if you're like a lone ranger trying to make music, you're going to have to figure out how to do these things. Like the next person has, and not even as extreme circumstances. Do you know what I mean? Um, And I think that's, I feel like that's kind of a blessing for me that I've actually been able to go through the process. And I recommend, like, even if you don't have to produce your own music, like, you should learn how, what that process looks like, you know, what it sounds like, you know, what it feels like. Like, it's a whole, it's a whole, you know, it's a whole kind of, like,
0: it's like a universe in itself and like why not yeah, why not go and adventure yeah. and see what that's like and yeah. and understand that because you kind of live in that universe and and yeah. why not like land on that planet and be like, oh what how does this work? How do things work here? Um, yeah. because in twenty twenty 2020, twenty, twenty twenty one the for a a lot of people that have been able to continue making music are the people that have have, have got that autonomy to be able to continue to do what they do whilst everything Mm -hmm. has been locked down obviously we can work remotely but um um, to be able to do that to be able to have those tools at your fingertips and to know how to use them has it really helps with in an uncertain world you know
1: Yeah, definitely, yeah. It's interesting as well because obviously we've heard from a lot of different independent artists and although one of the things I love is that there's no, um, every story is different and unique, but there are definitely some common themes that come out, uh, one of them being the journey that artists go on to find out who they really are authentically as an artist And I I absolutely think you're right and did it the right way round that sometimes until you know what that is yourself as an artist, it can almost be quite difficult to work with other people or to even invite other people to work with you like a manager or PR because if you don't know who you are, how can they communicate that for on your behalf or or know what you need to to get out? That's one thing that's come out. And then the other is just this whole... um, well, I mean, I suppose it's life that things just don't go as planned. But the, the artists who are, are still doing it are the independent artists who are still doing it are those that have made peace with it not being what they thought it was. Um, coming to reality of themselves and then saying, I still want this and I want to do this in this way. And it, it may look very different to what they'd first envisaged, but it's it suddenly has an authenticity to who they are and to how they want to do things. And I just wonder for you, like with your latest release, and like I said, that's that's the only release I've known of you, and it, it has seemed very smooth and well um, executed. What have you learned from the things that have gone before that you have implicated and I'm sure that it's not all gone as quite a smooth sailing but what are some of the things that you've um are just non-negotiables for you or or that are your are more important to you now as an artist than were previously
2: yeah um I would say the things that I definitely I I would say overlooked. but to be honest with you I completely I feel like I was oblivious to the importance of marketing (laughs) you know and the reason why you've not heard of my previous releases because there was zero marketing (laughs) it was like
0: what does marketing mean to you so how did you kind of go about that this time around
2: so I was very fortunate to be able to release this uh single with um an independent label um common language and basically we had like a small team that got we got to do that properly you know on this release uh, which is the difference between this release and my other prior releases is that I didn't have any kind of grasp of what that, you know, of what kind of like creating something and releasing it into the world really needed apart from the actual product itself. Mm Um, and you know, if you're going to call music a product, but, um, yeah, in the land of business, like it, you know, it is, you know, um, and I think having a team and I've not had a team in my previous releases. And for me now that's kind of like a non-negotiable, it's like a team that really understand like me as an artist Um, And there's not a huge deal to understand in terms of like I'm not a super complex, like I don't have XYZ kind of on my manifesto and you have to like, you know, understand all the different kind of, you know, attributes and whatnot. But I feel like you kind of like hear the music and you get it because I think the music that I make is not, it's quite alternative in a sense that it doesn't fit into like one or two genres. It kind of like spans a few um and it's not something that's kind of like easily identifiable where it's like oh yeah this you know this so-and-so artist in this particular genre and so I think with like Steph and Damien who are the co-founders of this label when they approached me it was like they really had a love for music and I think that's definitely a non-negotiable um you have to love music and not just love the finance side of it and the industry of it but the actual the power of it you know kind of like culturally, socially, emotionally, you know, on a human level, really. Um, also, I feel like, yeah, I think those things that you find non- non-negotiable with you are the things that tie into your values, I guess, as a, as a person. And, you know, I think just kind of like respect, really, like mutual respect. You know, the industry is very hierarchical um, in terms of just like structural record label artists, duh, 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 duh. And I just think for me, it's like, can we, let's just all be on the same page. Like, I may be like fronting, you know, this whole thing, but like, we are all very much like on the same level. There's no one that's more important or higher than the other person. And so for me, I find that's really important for us to be like a unit in that sense. Um, Of course, everyone has their role. um, But I, I really appreciate that kind of like mutual respect and kind of like, removal of hierarchy in terms of like power and you know importance and whatever it's like I feel like even more self-conscious when I'm like you know doing playing a gig and I'm playing my band and it's like Marie for me I'm like Marie like and and Tim and Thunderite and Charles and like the guys like we're a band band sort of thing like when we play together um and that's something that obviously comes with time you know I've been playing with them for a few years now so um yeah I think just I don't know I'm a bit like yeah this will be a big family and <laughs> it's like all like each other and <laughs> you know and like yeah and just like have that kind of like genuine human relationship you know in what we're doing as well and it not always just being about the output you know um
1: just a quick reminder that we have a growing number of resources and useful videos on our YouTube page just search I am independent and you should find us and do follow us on social media on Instagram at we are independent artists and on Facebook under the same Also on Facebook, you can join our closed group where we're creating community for independent artists to swap ideas, collaborate and just feel extra supported and encouraged. You can find links to everything we do on our website, www.iamindependent.co.uk. Yeah, I think it's just, it's so hard to be independent and it's, It's ridiculous what is required or expected of independent artists to be a team in one person. So often what we hear time and time again is once you get that team and and to start with, it can be very small. It might be one other person, but it makes all the difference for an independent artist because, of course, you're going to have blind spots. Of course, you're not going to know necessarily about marketing or anything like that. You started it to be an artist. But in being an independent artist, you have to become a business and have to become an expert on so many other things that you otherwise wouldn't. Um, I know that a lot of artists listening to this who are really intrigued by the difference it's made to your campaign this time. Their next question will be, "Well, how did you find that team and how did you come across them?" So, so how did how did that come about? That that relationship was that you finding them or them finding you? How did how did your team um, assemble?
2: Yeah, so it was really. I'd like to say that I hunted, you know, Tooth and Cone and whatnot for them, but really it was through Steph and Damien, um, the label in which I released the single from, uh, through, and, you know, it was like their kind of network, it, small team, I'd say probably about four people, um, four or five people, um, and it was through just the people that they'd worked with previously, um, Steph Marciano, she's a producer, and so it was really good to have those connections to, like, Friends and people that she knew, where she could trust their experience and also their intent. Like you know, you can always go out and just kind of Google a PR company or Google, you know, a radio plug and whatnot. But you don't. It's it's a bit more riskier when you don't really know them. Um, also, it can be a bit tricky in terms of like approaching them. And you know, some a lot of PR companies are quite selective about who they work with. Um, and you want there to be like you know you're investing a lot of money in these companies and you want to make sure that they not only like support you like genuinely but they can actually deliver and what it is that you're kind of hiring them to do um so it was really just such a blessing to have Steph Marziano and Damien kind of like you know have Paddy um from Stay Loose PR get involved um and Jess Kangley um also uh doing the radio side of, of, um, the marketing. Um, and then, yeah. And then Izzy, um, Izzy Hayes, uh, just helping a little bit of social, social. Um, but yeah, that, that was the team really. It wasn't like a huge operation or anything. Um, yeah, really small budget. Um, you can, you can get a lot done really when you just have like, yeah, an effective team, I'd say, and a team that, like, yeah, are kind of, like, really invested, like, sincerely in in what you're doing. Um, But I know it's, I know that it's, and I'm going to have to do it with my next release, most likely, like, you know, it's very doable now to do that yourself. Of course, it requires a lot more work, and you guys, obviously, like, you guys are experts in this field, but, you know, you shouldn't feel too demotivated that you feel like you don't have all the connections in the right place, because as much as they do help, in any industry, not just the music industry, um, we're seeing more now than ever the DIY approach is yielding results and, you know, you'll reach the people that you, you need to reach um, if you try. You know, you've got to kind of try, but you've also got to be quite, you know, intentional about that and, and plan and give at least four weeks before your release and four weeks post-release. Like there needs to be at least an eight-week campaign, which sounds like so long <laughs> in terms of like, that's like two months. For like maybe even just one single, I just did the one single release. So, and each each campaign is like per song. It's not say the whole album um, because you're releasing singles like independent, like singly. So, it can feel like you know you're saying Bianca like when a song is old, it's old, and you're like, okay, that was so last, whatever. Moving on, but yeah, things move quite slowly um, in in musicdom, and you have to just kind of like be really persistent and. Yeah, keep engaged even when you're maybe a little bit like over it
0: yourself, you know. Yeah, um, that's really good. And um, what you said something you said um, <clears throat> that you was um, amazingly able to work with this team for this single, and you may you're going to release. Uh, you've got another single coming soon, and you may be doing some of the things that they did yourself and that is it's very doable what are some of those things that some on a practical level what are some of the things that you if you were to do it yourself are you carrying over some of like the the tasks say it's a say it's a PR thing some of the activities that were maybe on your list that you you know I need to do x y and z what would those be like what could another an independent artist kind of add to their list when it comes to a rollout
2: Well, definitely you know being able to send the music to people who may be interested in in what it is that you're you've made so like blogs having your list of like publications blogs um published online digital um and just kind of you know it's, it's almost a little bit like cold calling you know but but you know you've got to do it you know um if you don't have a major label if you don't have a a small label behind you, you know, you don't have that funnel. Um, you don't have that funnel to these publications. Um, so yeah, I've just kind of like collated a list and I'm planning on sending that out. Uh comes out later this month. So yeah, in the next week or so. Um and then also, yeah, just getting all your socials really sorted. Um, a lot of musicians don't particularly love the social media side of things because it's not really the creative side of things. Um, But it is really important in this day and age for most artists. Um, Only a few can get away (laughs) with not being very present on social media. Um, And really, they're the people that have been here from, like, you know, however many years ago when it wasn't really a thing. So they've really got their fan base quite established, you know. Um, And so getting your social, really, like, I think the way in which I'm trying to remind myself that it's not like um not the worst thing in the world but it's not like it shouldn't be a drag is that actually at the end of the day as much as it's not the music itself like it's the process of like kind of like sharing the music in the process it's still a part of the story it's still a part of who I am as a as a person as an artist um and it's yeah and it's important to kind of communicate that because not only do you want people to know but people want to know as well they want to know who you are and I feel like for me I'm you know quite a private person so it's kind of like how do I kind of switch my brain into like okay storytelling mode via social media (laughs) and not via a song you know (laughs) so yeah so social media I think is one of those things where you have to really decide like who you want to be on social media as well because you don't have to be what everybody else is being because there's many different ways of being on social media um and you want to be someone that's authentic that's true to who you are um, as an artist and you know an individual so kind of really sitting down and be like okay how do I want to portray myself how do I want people to see me and really understand who I am as a person and what the music where the music is coming from um, you know people are more interested in now learning about the stories behind the songs and not just like, you know, the three and a half minutes of like nodding your head and, you know, kind of like blind listening. It's like people reading one of those stories behind the songs that people are making. So, yeah, I think really priming your social for that story to be communicated well, like using it as the vehicle. It's not the product, you know, don't forget that it's just the vehicle which you deliver it to as many people as you're trying to reach. Um, and so that's what I'm, basically focusing on as well with the pre-release and that will continue from pre-release during release post-release that's never really ends you know um but of course you don't have to live on social media you know you can choose your times and yeah just do what's healthy for you really as well I think with with artists it's like a consuming thing when you're always engaged with people's opinions you know of what you're doing and so I do think that it's important to have your, yeah, I guess your boundaries and like, know what, know what means something and why it means that to you. So for example, you know, if I have a picture or a video and I post it and it's a, it's a video of me, uh, doing like a little mini breakdown of, you know, a ride or whatever, I have to like know my mind why I'm posting that and why it's important for me to do that. Like do people want to hear it? Do people want to? Do people need to see it? If the answer is yes, then yeah, I should post it. And then when it's there, the response should be based on why I think it's important for people to like un, to people to engage with it. It shouldn't be that I want people to see. You know, I mean, this is really like general, but like, oh, I got a brand new jumper last week, and I'm trying to like, you know, promote this brand or maybe I got spot. Like, of course, that's fine if that's what you're doing. But if you're trying to put, like if you're trying to communicate your music and your artistry, you have to know that with everything you post, if that's the point of that post, then that's what's important, regardless of how many people have acknowledged that. Yeah,
0: That's really important for our independent artists, especially, because um, the business would, um, because it's a business, is by default quite a numbers game um yeah. but we remember why we got into this game wasn't for numbers because there would be if we did that we might as well be doing something else because <laughs> um so we got into it for, for other reasons and so even in our posting even in social media the thing that most of us literally detest um to try and remember what our to try and create our own metric uh yeah. you know our own yeah. metric system for um the success of that the success of it is that i am communicating something about this music that i created that i love that i've shared with you i'm giving you another angle i'm giving you another side of the story and like the success in actually offering that to other people and yeah. the success isn't necessarily how many people press the like button or commented on it um mm-hmm. yeah that's that's interesting and i think that's helpful especially as independent artists because generally numbers aren't like these massive numbers it's not what that's not really generally a part of our, our story um mm-hmm. all the time or for a long periods or ever you know so why are we doing this what is what is what is yeah. it so that's really interesting yeah really really interesting
2: yeah and i think even just like um yeah the numbers game is it's it's something that me- yeah it can really mess with you in terms of continuing to want to like do music like pursue it like most independent artists will tell you how hard it is like you don't know how hard it is until you're doing it like it's you know and people say oh it's hard it's like no 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 like everyone has their different types of hard but it is hard like it's really hard and you don't want to make it harder for yourself by looking at the things that just don't really matter in the grand scheme of things you know
0: well, they matter to what? different extents, don't they? So, interrupt you in terms of like it depends on that. your goal. Like, if you really want to make business out of this and this to be the only thing that you do, and you don't necessarily want to have other other forms of employment, and you want it's so good. your goal is to try and make this the thing that you do all the time. There there is an importance to to strategically um, looking at your career and the things that you're putting out there and how that um, is translating in those different ways um Mm -hmm. but as artists I think there is there there is another lens you know and I think that's a lot to do with the lens that you're speaking about yeah
2: yeah yeah that's that's how I'm looking at it because I think you should divide them (laughs) I don't think that they should be in the same bubble I think that you need to be able to differentiate between the two um and of course you're you know if you're trying to make a living from something of course you need to look at the semantics of it and the logistics of it and you know the all the things that obviously required to you know to run a business because as an independent artist you are running a business you know Mm. um but you need to be able to differentiate the two you know the artist and and the business
1: It's, it's interesting as well that you know um i don't know if you'd already planned to do what you did before covid or um, I and mean, then either way, you went ahead with it, and to to release anything, um, let alone to launch or relaunch a career, um, in twenty twenty it has its challenges, um, but I mean, like I said, I keep saying it, it seemed to be executed so well, um, but like you teased at the, like we teased at the start of the podcast, you said, well, I I know what not to do, what are some of the things that you would really want to just. Um, warn independent artists just to say, don't do that?
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, I would say the first thing that comes to mind is to not exist in your own bubble. (laughs) Don't do it. It's very easy, (laughs) you know, if you've got a pen and paper and instrument or a laptop, whatever, just to kind of go about and write, write, write. And it's beneficial, like I referenced before, like I had that period of time where, you know, I was really kind of like... Honing in on what the kind of sound and you know the expression that I was trying to 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 have in music, but if you try and do things on your own, it's just going to be a lot harder, and it's likely to not go very far. And um, and I think I did that, and I, of course, like I, I've recorded all my previous kind of like projects with people, but I've never allowed people into that creative process. Like I've been the one that's kind of said you know, okay, this is what we're playing, this is what we're doing. Um, Oh, that's a good idea, let's do that. But, you know, not collaborative in the sense that it is now. And where I'm at now with making music. Um, So don't exist in a bubble. Ask for help. Please ask for help when you need it. Not if you need it, when you need it. Because you're going to need help. You're going to need help. Um, and, um, And don't be, don't be, yeah, I mean, don't be so... Of course like hold your music close to you like you know it's personal a lot of the time um but you know you have to allow the vulnerability of actually sharing your music um to extend to all the areas of your practice as opposed to just releasing the song and that includes in the process of making what it is that you're making as well um so i would say be more vulnerable don't live in a bubble. Um, uh, yeah, definitely plan um, how people are going to actually find your music and not expect the world to come rushing to that one place that you think everyone should just know about for some reason, you know? <laughs> like, marketing is, is is necessary. Like, you're doing a disservice to your work if you don't allow people to find it, you know? Um, and so I'd say don't just expect people to find your music. Like, show them where it is. <laughs> So they can choose to go there or not. Um, And yeah, get feedback, get feedback. Um, It's not the worst thing in the world if someone says something bad about what you've made and says, oh, it could be this or it could be that, or maybe you should try. Like, it's not, you know, it's not like catastrophe. It just means that obviously you have different perspectives on that one thing but it means that there's always going to be room for like another kind of like there's, there's going to be like room for like more dimensionality to what you've made you know um and when I say that I mean it doesn't have to always be what you absolutely are so certain that it should be um as like you know you're seeing the songwriter Bianca like oftentimes you write a song and you know what that song's about and you release it and it takes on like, a whole other meaning like someone's like oh yeah i totally felt like that song was about you know xyz and you're like oh really okay that's not what it's about but you know what i'm gonna let you it is what you make it and so i think letting go of like it having to having to be this one thing um is something that i would say is something you should do um I mean, I don't know. I thought I could just list everything I've done and say, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Just don't do that or do it better, do it differently. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, But those, those will be my standout kind of like, don't do that. Um, Yeah. And also just don't be ashamed of your work. Like do not be ashamed of the work that you have made. Like, You know, everyone, of course, like everyone has different like opinions about different things, and some people say it's bad, some people say it's good, but you cannot like let you know. I guess like my first record, you know, I felt a lot of shame around that because it just wasn't as good as it could have been. Well, nothing's ever as good as it could be, (laughs) really. You know, realistically, like something can always be better, but better is so subjective. You know, if you've made something and you've put your time and your your mind and your effort into something, it's worth something good, you know, because it leads to something else as well, not just, you know, existing in itself and the accomplishment of even doing it. But, like, it should hopefully always lead you to the next step, you know. Um, So, yeah, don't be ashamed of what you made. Like, it's, yeah, it's important. It's all important, you know. It's all, yeah, it's all... Worth,
0: worth the process, I would say. Mm, that's great. I've, I've just got a last thing because um, obviously live music has kind of died um, or it's taken on a new form. Um, oh, yes. Yes, yeah, taken on a new form. You know, we, we live is now for a screen. Um, how do you feel about it? Do you love live? Um, what do you prefer live to being in the space of writing, recording? That sort of space. Um, do you miss it? How do you feel about it? And how do you feel like you wanna engage with it in this kind of current form? Or do you want to engage with it in its current form?
2: Yeah, I mean, so I love live music, I love performing live. Um, yeah, I think I think it's I wanna say it's the best. I mean, I don't detest recording. Because I feel like they're obviously two very different environments. Um, But I miss, I definitely miss playing live, like, with my band. And, you know, I haven't done a major tour or really, I haven't really toured extensively before. So I'd probably miss it even more if I'd done that. (laughs) And I I really feel for those musicians who have had to cancel tours um, and have not been able to play live for, yeah, basically the whole duration of 2020, pretty much um so I do I definitely do love live I love playing with with other people particularly my band um and the the kind of like online format thing is interesting because I feel like it is quite hit and miss personally um I think I I don't know how many I've done maybe three or four online like concerts and I'd say it was 50 50 good and bad. (laughs) one went really well one was like "Mm, that could have been better um and it's just one of those things where there's nothing you can really say that this, this is why it went. It wasn't as good as the other one. As opposed to, like, when you play live, it's a bit more measurable, like, as to why that wasn't as kind of like, yeah. Um, and because you're there with people, like, it's just a lot more of a tangible experience, you know, that acts of showing music. So, yeah, I think it's necessary, though. Of course it's necessary, Um for that to exist with artists, whether they are doing it themselves or whether they're the ones who are actually just watching it and engaging. Music still needs to continue to live, you know, outside of the recorded format of, you know, uh, yeah, of an album or single or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it's great that we've, you know, that's, I feel like what music is, like when you're kind of like limited and restricted, it has to find new ways to innovate itself. So that's what the industry is doing now. It's what it has done um yeah, but I personally'm looking forward to playing live again, hopefully this year.
0: We'll see Oh, thank you so much it's, there's there are so many gems in there there there's there so much to um for artists um newer artists, but even artists who have been doing it for a while to um be inspired by um even especially for artists who have been doing it a while just just that the reinforcing of you don't necessarily need a team to be able to promote your work you just need to know what to do and how to do it and to take those steps and then, and that and that i think that's really important to be reminded of as well amongst all the other things so thank you for coming on and talking to us yeah thanks, thanks for having me. me thanks
1: for sharing your journey where can people find you marie and your your latest release and look forward to the the new music as well
2: yeah, you can find me on all the social media platforms um, under Marie Bashiru, uh, so Bashir with a U. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'll be releasing um, a live album this year, and um, which was recorded last year just before lockdown. So, so yeah, so yeah, looking forward to that.
1: Great, fantastic. Thank you so much for being our guest.
2: Thanks for having me, guys. It's been a pleasure.
0: And don't forget to sign up to our mailing list where you'll receive a free 10-day guide especially designed to inspire and equip independent music artists with some really useful, practical and inspirational resources.
1: Sign up at www.iamindependent.co.uk For more great content from I Am Independent, find us on social media at We Are Independent Artists. Check out our Spotify playlist for new music from independent artists. Search We Love Independent Music.